Bienvenidos and Ven Gotten and welcome to Ticket to Life. This is Henry and thank you for tuning in. Ven Gotten means welcome in Danish for all my Denmark listeners. Thank you so much for downloading my podcast and listening. I do, it's pretty cool because they, uh, you have a list of where all your listeners are are coming from like what cities, what countries, um, we don't have the country name and what city. So it's pretty cool to be able to see that. But anyway, welcome October. October is a very important month, but I guess pretty much every month is important. Uh, it is breast cancer awareness month. Um, as some of you know, my mom passed away from breast cancer. Uh, also my grandmother. So of course, ladies and gentlemen, do not hesitate to have a breast exam. And yes, men too can get breast cancer. So please check your breast. You're not going to hurt, but you need to go have those mammograms. They're important. They're very important because you may not feel a lump, but there could be a lump somewhere underneath. And by the grace of God, my two sisters and I have, and my brother and myself, we have been cleared so far, so, so far, so good by the grace of God. Also this month, a very important, another really big thing is National Book Month. A lot of people don't know about National Book Month because some people don't read. There's not as much um, like hands-on reading, actually holding the book in their hand anymore. But it is an important, uh, the importance of Book Month is for reading and writing and literature. Because think about it, if you don't know how to write there will be nothing to read. So please make sure to celebrate. Go to the library. I would go to a library if my small town had one, but we do not. Um, but uh, we would love to have one. We're working on it, but it takes a lot. It takes more than a village, <laughs> I think. But um, anyway, and the most important things of this month is that it is my da- uh, my my beautiful daughter's birthday this month and my beautiful granddaughter one of my granddaughters has a birthday this month and hopefully my future grandson we're just waiting patiently for his big debut any day he will be having a birthday in October so we're going to have a big birthday bash come next year when all of them are here Um, anyway I hope that everyone is doing well I hope you're enjoying October. I hope a lot of the states are already having the fall colors and and allergies. And uh, unfortunately, in Texas, we're still in the 90s. But that's okay. That's about to change. We're going to get into the 80s pretty soon. And we're just thankful to be out of the hundreds. So today, I kind of wanted to remind you that this is Henry and that I am not a doctor. I am not a therapist. I am not a life coach. I am just Henry. And again, thank you for listening to me and being so patient with me. And I know my podcasts were weekly, but I'm still kind of busy between things. So I'm working my best to continue eventually getting those weekly podcasts out. But, um, Every other week's not too bad either. And again, thank you always for listening to what I have to say. But today I wanted to talk about slowing down. Um, I may ha- I mentioned a couple of months ago about a book that I was planning to read. And yes, I finally did read it. The Ruthless and Elimination of Hurry. 
Now, this book was written by John Mark Comer, C-O-M-E-R. And I'll take a picture of the book and put it on Instagram. I don't think that's bad. I don't think I should get a lawsuit because I'm promoting the book. They're not sponsoring the book. I mean, they're sponsoring me. I'm just telling you about this great book. Um, the, the interesting thing about this book is if you are a reader, like I am, it's not a thriller that it's a page turner. It's not a romance novel. It is a book and it is an eye opener book. Now, again, these are my opinions. It is an eye opener book of how we need to slow down. It's, it's one of those books that it took me honestly about two months to read. Because I didn't read, it's not one of those you had to read every day, read it. But I would have it where I could sit and read a couple of pages here throughout the day. So it's, it was, it's very good, but don't feel like, oh gosh, she wants me to read this really long book. You can read it at your own pace. Of course, I was reading another book at the time too. So um, again, I mentioned this a couple of months ago about this book. And so this book, it was actually written about four years ago. And um, so four years ago, the iPhone user, it says in the book, that, uh, that, the, the, that people, us, we literally touch our phones over 2,617 times. Now, again, this was four years ago, so I can't even imagine what the numbers are now. I'm sure they're much higher. And yes, I am guilty of, oh, I forgot my phone. I need to get my phone. You know, I've gotten better. But like if we go somewhere and I forget my phone, I ask my husband, do you have yours? He says, yes. And I said, okay, as long as there's a phone. But I mean, remember back in the day that you didn't have to have a phone when you left the house? <laughs> you had to have a dime or a quarter or something. Uh, but if you've noticed, and I know I've mentioned a lot of these things in other podcasts like I have a podcast on the new addictions I've been it's on cell phones um but if you'll notice a lot of pictures on social media and there's usually young girls and in the pictures they're not holding flowers they're not holding a little purse they're holding their phones these phones are in their hands I'm not sure who they think is going to call them because more than likely the group of people they're with and taking pictures with are with them so I'm, I, I, I get it to a certain degree why we have the phones all the time because we need them, actually. I'm sorry, I keep hitting my mic. Um, but did you know that even kindergartners have cell phones? Now, I'm not sure what a kindergartner needs with a phone because I'm not sure who they're calling because the majority of kindergarten kids don't read yet. Um, so I'm not, uh, no, they're not texting um, unless it's, they're using predictive text. I don't know. So I'm not, I don't, con that's not in my brain to figure out why these kindergartners need phones because I have seen it. Uh, my husband and I, is really crazy. My husband and I had gone to Costco. Yes, and Costco's not sponsoring this either, but we'd gone to Costco, and you know, it gets crazy at Costco. And uh, for the countries that don't know what Costco is, it's like this big warehouse, and you buy in bulk. Um, so you can buy just about anything. And um, there's, you see moms, and their kids are in their, in the cart, and, and the kids are watching their cell phones. Although I was impressed because I did see several kids walking next to little ones to the cart and holding on to the cart 
and not looking at a cell phone. So kudos to those parents that have their kids actually in the store walking side by side. But the crazy thing was, there was a mom, I swear to you people, walking and pushing her cart and her little ones in the cart. You know, they have the little seat where they're facing the mommy and the, the child's eating a snack. And mom is wearing an iPad around her neck. She had it with a <laughs> strap around her neck so that the iPad was on her chest. So her son is eating his snack and watching the iPad. I, no, I'm sorry. I'm sure maybe I, I don't get that. Because I know we're not in yesteryear, but in yesteryear, you did not have to entertain your child in a store. They were learning. It was a learning process. You could help them, teach them, hey, help me get this and pick this. I just, I just looked at my husband. And I said, did you just see that? It's, I mean, I don't know. But anyway, back, back to, to kindergartners having um, phones. I think I could understand, like, if a kindergartner comes home and, and they need to call mom and dad because they're at work and say, hey, I'm home. But, again, the kindergartner should not be home alone because that, that's the age of five, six. Um, so I, I just feel like technology has really taken over a lot, a lot more than what we realize it. Now, Stephen Hawking said one thing, and I, I, again, I'm repeating myself from other podcasts, but um, he said this about artificial intelligence, the AI. He said, it will, he says, artificial intelligence, it will either be the best thing that's ever happened to us, or it will be the worst thing. If we are not careful it very well be the last thing. Now, that's that's creepy. Obviously, the latter part of that is very creepy. If we are not careful, it very well may be the last thing. That is creepy just to think about it because you see, we are obsessed with our stinking technology, our cell phones, and I get it to a certain degree. I really do. Um I, I, I realize it's like having our, a computer, a small computer in your hand. That's what it is. But when you ask someone, let's, take, let's, let's go here. If you ask someone, so what are you doing? Uh, how is it going? And their answer may be, oh, it's going. Or I'm so busy. I just don't have time for anything. And I usually ask, well, why? Why are you so busy? Then they ramble off. I have 150 things to do before lunchtime. Again, why? Life is short. And I always say it. Don't get, you don't need to feel that everything has to get done. Uh, there's, there's tomorrow. Unless, of course, Jesus comes. And, and the other thing is that if you don't get it done, the world is going to continue spinning, people. My mom always used to say, because she would call and I'd be cleaning or something, and she'd go, what are you doing? And I said, oh, cleaning. She goes, mija, slow down. That dust is going to be there tomorrow. Do a little bit here. Do a little bit there. And she was right. So now 
we all know that there are things that must get done. We need to feed kids, feed yourself. Notice I keep going to food. <laughs> That's my first, first thing, food. We must take care of with food. But we need to take care of everyone's needs, your needs. You need to take care of your job. You need to take care of your family. You need to take care of your car. And you need to take care of your cell phone because we can't live without it. I like to call them our lifelines. I'll tell my husband, I said, do you have your lifeline? Because he can't live without his iPad. And many of us now, not all of us, not all of us depend on our lifelines. I mean, phones we use for everything. When was the last time you actually made a list of something like groceries or things to do? Because I make lists. I still make lists all the time for a trip. Uh, what to take. The I have to say, I feel as though the art of the pen and paper and pencil and paper is a lost art. The best thing anyone, in my opinion, can do is sit down, put the phone away, and get a journal. The great thing about a journal is that you can complain about your day. You can complain about people. You can write about anything. You can complain about your hair. You can complain about the person sitting next to you at the office. But also you can write the wonderful and beautiful things that happened to you. You can say, oh, I got up this morning and it was such a gorgeous morning. My kids did everything I asked. It was awesome. It was perfect. And honestly, it's good therapy. I have written journals just about all my life. I mean, off and on, make the time. That's just it. Making the time. Put the phone down. And it is. It's good therapy. May save you a buttload of money, too. So if you don't have the time, but you have to remember, you had time to get on social media. On the average, a person spends two and a half to three hours a day on social media. That's 864 hours a year of scrolling through apps even. That's nuts. Now, that's two and a half hours, 864 hours a year. That, that's a lot. Can you imagine you're devoting that much time on your cell phone? Ugh. So I feel like many of us can sit and we can watch stuff on YouTube. I love YouTube. I do walking videos. That's where I get all my walking videos. You can watch seasons of TV shows, the different series for hours. And yet we don't take time to say a simple prayer. Yes, I'm leading up to prayer, people. I'm sure there are some of the non-believers listening, and that's okay. And if you don't believe in God, but did you overcome that thinking because someone told you there's no such thing or person or being as God that maybe he just doesn't exist well maybe he doesn't to some so you wonder well if there's a God why is there so much suffering in the world well because that is life we don't know our future we don't know what our future holds or what it brings. And why do certain things happen? Why are there disease? But my answer is we make our own life choices. We can choose to be good or to be bad. So why is there war? Well, God didn't make the war, obviously. It's the people. We make 
our own choices. We can be able to choose to be evil or good. I choose good. <laughs> those that believe that God created the earth and believe, or those that don't believe that, I, said, I should say a lot of people don't believe God created the earth, and they believe that natural physical process formed our planet and earth was created. Well, there you go. You believe in something right there. So my take is I believe in God, the Father Almighty, and if I'm wrong, guess what? You can laugh at me and you can say, I told you so. And that would be okay because that's what you could do. <laughs> but for me, believing in God helps me. It helps me find peace with my life and with myself. And I've, I find more peace in my life as I've gotten older. So it's amazing. So I know if I can slow down, then I can enjoy my life. But I can take more time to pray. Again, prayer is therapy. It helps you relax. It helps you see things. It helps you feel things. Now, remember, Jesus was homeless. He never stayed in one place for too long. But, man, did he make change in a lot of lives. Could you imagine if Jesus was on his cell phone all day and listening to prayer requests? And then at the end of the day, he said, hey, guys, come on. He's talking to the apostles. Hey, guys, come on. Let's go to happy hour. I am done. I don't have time for these people anymore. Yikes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That would not be good for me. But maybe he did. Maybe he did get frustrated and say, I don't want to do this anymore. But I don't think he did. Who knows? The next day, he got up. And guess what? He got a cell phone and started all over again just to make and help people change their lives. So we need to put the phone down and trying to do 150 things by lunchtime and literally take the time for you. You'll see a transformation of you. Spend time reading a hands-on book. A great time is to get a devotional book, a day of daily devotions. Oh, well, here she goes again. No, daily devotional books are so calming. And it will take five minutes, if not less, to put the phone down for 30 minutes, one hour, or work on it. So that you can find what you're looking for. Believing in God is great. I am pushing believe in God. My son has a shirt and it has a picture of Jesus and it says, I'll be back. <laughs> and I believe that he will be back. So I'm making time for God and you and your family. That's the, those are the relationships and friends. It's so worth it. The Sabbath, a day of rest, just one day. You don't have time. I forgot make the time. My daughter has stopped wearing her watch on the weekends um, to be with her family, to go to church. And why? Because we all have our little Apple watches and you get a text, it comes through, you look at it. And she said, you know, this is my family. She's the one actually, after I bought this book, she says, mom, that's the book I told you about. It's so good. 
And so I'm, I'm really proud of her and where she is with her walk with Jesus. She got baptized when, uh, last month when we were in Kansas. So proud of her. It's one of those emotional moments. I don't know if any of you have ever felt the Holy Spirit. You get this feeling of just peace and you can't help but cry for no reason because it's so powerful. So anyway, I'm proud of my daughter and all she has done. And she has just taken a big change in her life. And she's only going to be 35. I wish I were as smart as she is at 35. So also, did you know that you can worship anywhere? You can worship in your backyard. Now, my faith, being Catholic, you know, you're expected to go to church every week and be there. Although the Bible says, remember when, well, those of you who have know the story, Jesus meets a woman from Samaria and he tells her that you can worship God anywhere. But you can worship of God is not about the venues or the sites or the structures. We can worship and find peace anywhere. But why do we go to church? Because we need to understand the word and to respect the Sabbath. And if that's going to get you to church, just to relax and listen to God's word for an hour, two hours, I don't know how long all the different churches are, then you should do that. Does my mind wander in church? Yes, it does all the time, every single time. Will everyone believe in God? No. Will some think we are crazy for believing? Yes. And guess what? That's okay. It's okay. Because sometimes it takes a little longer for some to believe. And that's all right. Again, I'm not even a pastor to be preaching these words. (laughs) I think the importance is for you to make time for God and you. It's very important. You're important. And if this can help you, then you certainly should. Now, this is my take. This isn't even, uh, this is some about what this book is about, but this is my take. So we're giving gifts each and every day. And you're like, oh, what? I don't have gifts to open. Yes, you do. (laughs) You just see gifts and you It's become a habit to get out of bed and just breathe. That's a gift. And when I say go find your blessings, I mean that we are blessed each and every day with something special. Now, I'm sure some of you will criticize my past podcast. And now I'm talking about God, Father Almighty. And that's okay, because guess what? I'm human. I have other thoughts and I put them out there. So find your blessings. I learned three things that I learned watching. Um, I actually watched the service in Kansas this past weekend at my, my daughter's church. And the pastor said to pray, there's only three simple words to use. Sorry, thanks, and please. First, sorry. Ask God to forgive you for whatever you have done, you've said, you've thought, and will you, will that just, you're never going to do it again? No, but it makes you feel good to be able to say, I'm so sorry. 
even to people you have hurt. It's important to apologize. So for prayer, say, I'm sorry. Ask God to forgive you for whatever, because that is between you and God. Number two is thanks. Give thanks for all you have. And you may say, I don't have a lot. You have a roof over your head, food on the table, family, friends, job, etc. Those are blessings and those are things to be thankful for. Because if you think there are people out there who don't have a roof over their head, they don't have food on the table, they don't have family, they don't have friends, and they don't have a job. So we have so much to be thankful for. And number three is to please. Please ask God to guide you. To guide you through life. We all need guidance. No matter how old we are, I still need guidance. Because it's important for your life. But help God help you. So please, God, help me in my life. Reach out. And you know what? If you don't believe in God, I hope this helps you kind of go look. Find some information out about God. You may like what you hear, you may like what you find, or you may not. But I can swear the majority of you will ask God to help you find him and to guide you in your life. Pray for peace. Pray for the people of Ukraine, Afghanistan, Central Africa, Republic, Ethiopia, Libya, Malay, Somalia, South Sudan, and Syria. We are so thankful to live in the U.S. And be thankful for who you are, what you have. And always, always tell those you have in your life, I love you. It's very important. So, this is Henry. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you get a little bit of something out of this podcast. I know it's a little deep for some, but I haven't done a real deep podcast in a while. So, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your next 24 hours. And until next week, go find your blessings. <laughs>